This episode of the Wild Way Podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm. If you're looking to get started with podcasting, this is the place to go. Let me tell you, it's free. They have tons of creation tools that you can use to edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute it to all the major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts for you right away, and you have no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to get started with podcasting today in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now on to the Wild Way podcast. Welcome to the Wild Way, episode number one. I'm Peter Jones, entrepreneur, husband, father of soon to be two, and these are the rest of the bros. I'm Billy Bernhard, campus minister, new husband, brand new podcaster, and leader of men. Charles Roman, I'm a worship leader, singer, creative, and man, we're just excited to be here with you guys. Yeah. This is the beginning. The beginning, episode number one. Episode the one. The beginning, baby. Hey. So Charles, Charles, tell us how yeah. we got here. Man, it's been a journey. How did we get here? First of all, I, I guess I have to say how I met you guys. Okay. Church, obviously. We know hey. each other from church. Freedom Church, Philly, what's up? <laughs> um, I met Billy just randomly in the lobby, just doing what he does, being Mr. Popularity. You know, everybody just flocks to Billy. Not me. I was trying to run away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I felt when I first met you, it was so awkward because I'm not really great with conversation mm-hmm. and you're so good at it. And you just kept talk, trying to talk to me. So and not I'm much like, has changed. Not much has <laughs> changed. <laughs> like, why am I here? <laughs> so I was like, that was so awkward. But yeah, bro, you invited me to your small group. We got to know each other through small group. Yeah. Pete was in a small group. Yeah. I actually met you on a uh, church retreat Yeah. like two years ago. Two years ago, man. So it was like two years that we've known each other. Yeah. But um, I guess we the way we got here is just conversations that we've had. You know, we obviously built a friendship or brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, discussing what it means to be a man. Um, experiences that we had that we have not had. Mm-hmm. Um, what is missing in the world? What the younger guys need? What we still need? Uh, you know, information we need from the older guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we're just here to to. You know, be a platform to discuss these things. Yeah. Yeah. So, Billy, what is the wild way? Charles, the wild way is what we are calling the way of Christ. Uh, What it means to be a man in the 21st century, specifically living in an urban environment. We're not all just going to go out into the middle of the Grand Canyon, build a hut and live there and be some kind of back to nature dudes. There's a time and place for that. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But like, how do we actually live as men in today's world? And so I think we all long to be somewhat wild, right? There's a spark in us that God has created to do something that's out of the ordinary, where risk is involved, where it's dangerous, where our hearts come alive. And we have to figure out how to do that in the day in, day out, to Mm -hmm. live from the heart. You mean modern society is so soul draining. Our lives are so tempting. They revolve around this phone and they're so habit forming. So how do we really live from the heart with eternal purpose that comes from an eternal God. Yeah, that's good. Pete, what do we want people who are watching this to get out of it? Well, I want people, first of all, to get more clarity on that question right there. Yeah. And, um, you know, I also want people, we hope that people will walk away with practical ways to, you know, implement this in their daily walk because lots of people have good ideas and kind of vague notions of what it means to be a man. But how do we go from this conversation to walking in the door to family or to being alone and live this out yeah. and, um, and feel confident in doing so. That's awesome, man. And I love um, 
just the name that we came up with, it connects with what you said of like, how do we live this out? I think mm -hmm. that as we discover why we're here and our purpose, that just makes the everyday decisions really clear. Right. Like if I know I'm here to love and to serve, mm -hmm. then when I walk into work or I go into the kitchen or my kids are screaming, I don't have any kids, but hypothetically, <laughs> your kids are screaming, then <laughs> it's, it's just a little bit more clear, right? And we can do it with real passion, real persistence, mm -hmm. and we're just not going to give up. So that's the, the wild with a why, uh, find your yeah. why, find your way, and we just want to live with eternal purpose every day. Good. So uh, we got to start with the beginning. What does it mean to be a man? And that, depending on who you ask in our world, in our culture, get a bunch of different bro, answers. We're gonna get canceled on episode number one. <laughs> Already, <laughs> bro. We gotta, Charles. I love your your ability to be authentically yourself, and we in this group, in this podcast, are gonna be authentically ourselves right. and uh, appropriate. But just no apologies. If you don't like it, you don't like it. It is what it is. <laughs> but we just believe that manhood comes with the intention of God behind it. Mm. Yeah. God has created us as men on purpose. It's not an accident. It's not, not up to our culture to define. Of course, we live in culture, but we have a transcendent purpose that is really grounded in God. And I think that really plays itself out. Uh, God shows us that through the original story of Adam and then through the second Adam Christ. So I want to just run down a couple key points, mm -hmm. and then we'll just unpack those. So number one, we're creating the image of God, and that means we are created to subdue, we are created to care for, we are created to procreate, and we are created for relationship. All that culminates in the person of Jesus. So Pete, man, why don't you just start us off? And now we're going to lose the format and we're just going to jump into it. What is, when you think of the image of God, what do you think of? Well, if we're going back to Genesis and we're thinking about the image of God, I'm, I'm thinking of a God who created this universe first out of love, us out of love, and he wanted us to enjoy the place that he made. Yeah. And so he made us to enjoy that, but he also made us to be in relationship with him and to enjoy that relationship with him. Yeah. And so I think of a God who's loving, and I think of our, uh, you know, our identity in that love, yeah. uh, wanting to live there with him and also reflect it to those around us. That's just crazy, though, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. like God is like, yo, I want to make something that's like me. He wants to look at us as men and say, this one's like me. Right. Yeah. That's so beautiful. That's so powerful to realize that that's not like my own idea, mm. right? That's not my creation. Um, I am God's intention. Mm. And that's what we're trying to like reclaim. Yeah. Uh, so Charles, when you think of, when we hear like the word subdue, that for instantly is going to trigger a lot of people of like, yeah. you know, toxic, toxic masculinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't get two minutes in before we <laughs> talked about it. Already. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the, the machismo had to come out eventually. <laughs> Charles, when I think of machismo, you're the number one guy. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you just bleed sure. machismo. Put it away, bro. Put your shirt back on. I can't help it, man. I can't help it. It's just who I am. It's just who I am. <laughs> So when you think of subdue, right? Like God says to Adam, subdue the world. Yeah. Uh, go into the world, subdue it. What do you think of? Man, I, I just, a couple of things came to my mind. One, I think of Eden. Like that's what Eden was, you know, was, was mm -hmm. like heaven on earth, right? A piece of heaven on earth, subdue. Like that was just supposed to spread throughout the whole, the whole earth. Yeah. Obviously, even though the fall, Adam, Eve, it didn't end up that way. But it was restored through Jesus. So now when I think of the word subdue, it is us just bringing God's kingdom to earth, like just living that in our daily lives and in the mundane, at work, at home, wherever we are. It's just bringing the kingdom wherever we are. That's what comes to my mind. Yeah. You just jumped straight to, to like the second I part jumped. of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> One Sorry, thing that man. comes to mind for me, at least, yeah. is that order is not going to happen without intention. Right. 
right? Like we actually live in an unorderly world. Like if we were to stop paving over roads, weeds would come in. Like civilization is an achievement. Yeah. And food doesn't happen by accident. Like we've got to go out and cultivate land. And God loved the garden, placed Adam in a good spot and said, hey, now I want you to go work this. I want right. you to go spread this goodness to other places. But that's going to require that you subdue chaos and bring order. Pretty Subdue chaos and yeah, store order. Yeah, and I think that's just like part of what it means to be a man. Mm. And I, I, like a lot of times, like you see a little boy, they haven't learned how to do that yet. They're all chaos and no order, right? <laughs> like, and that's part of our, our journey towards manhood is like- Sounds I, a lot like you, Billy. Uh, yeah, you know what? Saying, you know, we can't- what stage that change for him? You know what? How is that change? You know, I'll be him. honest. Like, He's still I, going through puberty. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I just haven't grown up yet. <laughs> uh, one of these days. <laughs> one of these days. Hey, this is therapy for me, really. That's <laughs> what it comes down to. I'm We've just here to learn from you two guys. To you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, you're probably wondering why I brought you here. <laughs> this is an intervention for you, you child. You thought that this was a podcast. Actually. <laughs> yeah uh but like yeah. just haven't learned how to channel it yet yeah yeah you know mm. so pete you got to care we got second thing is we got to care yeah we got to be we got to cultivate right uh what do you think it means to cultivate and care for creation hmm. what does it mean to cultivate and care for creation you know i think it means that we have to think of someone and something other than ourselves. Mm. And I think, um, you know, when we start thinking only of ourselves as it relates to those questions, things get uh, destructive real quick. Mm. So what's best for this according to my purpose rooted in Christ? Mm. And that's where we can make these decisions of cultivating and caring for family, friends, neighbors at work, the oppressed, injustice, all that. Dude, I love that. I think that's such a, like such mm. an entry point into a deeper reality is that our authority and our power is given to serve, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like authority and power are not, a, like, like they're not bad, yeah. but they're given to build up. Yeah, and not think, bad when used in the right way. Yeah, yeah, exactly, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, that, and that's, that's like what so many people have an issue with masculinity in our world is that they only see examples of power and authority to be used for their own privilege and to tear other people down. Yeah. Right, and that's—I mean, we don't—we can jump to the end here and say how Jesus just embodies that what we would call servant leadership, where we, He's got all the authority and power, but He cares for us, like when we don't deserve it. Yeah, He cultivates our hearts, He cultivates our lives, and disciplines us to do so. So, now Charles's favorite topic: procreate. You're going to see a theme here in this podcast, and Charles. <laughs> Don't listen, don't listen to a word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not married. There's no ring on this yeah, finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we do like to joke. <laughs> the only one here who has successfully done this so far, Peter, tell got us one. what do you want. We, go. we got one. Go. Two on Let's the way. Go. Butt in the oven. <laughs> Butt in the oven. <laughs> You're technically a dog dad twice over. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. procreate. When, when you think of that, what do you think of? I think of my daughter. We have a daughter from procreation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god. god. Oh my god. <laughs> what happened to be uh, being authentically ourselves? You had sex, Peter. <laughs> Just say it. You probably did it more than once. And you're like, oh, how this happened? Yeah. We have a daughter now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go ahead, Pete. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Well, we had sex and we, uh, there, there's this app out there. I don't want to bash it. Definitely doesn't track the cycle correctly. Okay. We're not going to throw we're, that we're down. Just going, we're just going way too technical for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, had sex, sperm attached to the egg, and um, the rest is kind of history. Health class 101. Okay, yeah. well. And nine months later, we had a living, breathing human. Yeah. That's pretty great. Uh, in, in our hands. Mm. In our hands. Started time that we did that, but yeah. yeah. I've heard that seeing your child born is like such a defining moment for a man. Mm. What was that like for you? It was, it was, uh, yeah, defining is a great word for it. It was so out of this world, peace, joy, all in one. I mean, my wife and I had been singing worship songs for the entire last like hour. Mm. And so when that happened, it was just like, I felt like the Holy Spirit was there with us. Mm. And it was just uh, almost out of body experience for me. Yeah. Yeah. Something I'll never forget. I bet you Jordan wished it was an out-of-body experience. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely made, in terms of the whole pro- procreation thing, A, not, I'm glad I'm not a woman. <laughs> and B, tons, like immense, immense respect yeah. for all that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's before the child comes, during birth, and the recovery. It's just incredible, mm-hmm. the strength they have. I, don't, I know I wouldn't have enough yeah. in, in me to do it. So That's pretty dope, man. Yeah. That's I was, why you were created to be a man. Yeah. There you go. God knew you weren't strong enough to be he a man. He knew. The wild way. He said, if I gave this to Pete, he couldn't handle it. Let me make him a man. <laughs> oh, man. All the brownie points for Charles. Yeah. <laughs> we have more women listening to this now. <laughs> they find out Charles is single. Oh, God. Oh, it's a, it's a wrap. Um, I think something, though, like typically when we think of like masculinity or manhood, uh, what doesn't get attached to that, like, okay, we think of, you know, discipline, strength, it takes mastery to go out and cultivate and to care for, but we don't typically think of being deeply relational, mm-hmm. but we see that in at, on the first page because God himself is relational yeah. and we're created to relate to God first and then to the creation and to each yeah. other. So yeah. what does it mean for us as men to relate to God and to be we're really fundamentally relational? Yeah. Well, just to tag onto that, you know, when you think about, um, why men are that way or perceived that way. I yeah, mean, yeah. I think of like the people that I love growing up, Clint Eastwood, Pierce Brosnan, James Bond, kind of the men that just like, they go out, they shoot, they do whatever. They don't really talk. They don't dive into their emotions. And when we become mm-hmm. attached to those characters, um, even if they are real people, it's easy to think that's how it is. Mm-hmm. If you have a father who's that way or not a father that way, it's easy to think that's how it is. Yeah. And so I just don't think there's uh, enough incredibly great examples around at least in our media, our culture, to show like what that relationship looks like. So we yeah. create ourselves in the image of John Wayne. I was Clint Eastwood, but Clint Eastwood. Okay, <laughs> yeah, definitely. probably better. Yeah, yeah, way better. Yeah. What do you think, Charles? <laughs> we um, recreate ourselves. <laughs> why do we create ourselves? Yeah, yeah. Why, why are why are like men typically not thought of as deeply rela- relational? Just from the examples I've had, because we're not like just naturally. Just I know from like myself, I am. And maybe this is because of the examples that I had, but just naturally, I'm not just deeply relational. I have to, I had to, and still am learning to be that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it, um, like my dad wasn't a deeply relational guy. So I'm, is it because I got it from him because that's the way, like the model I saw, or is it just because it's how I am made? I don't know. But um, yeah, I know that a lot of guys are not, but you know, once I have like actually Submit it to the process of trying to be relational, like committing to like the small, small group, group yeah. that we're in. Yeah, I've actually 
man, see how much it it's needed and how helpful it is. Like I, bro, we wouldn't be here today if you know, yeah, if we didn't have a relationship. Totally. And I'm gonna call a little bit of BS on that one, Charles, because I I think that we absolutely are deeply relational and we suppress it, right? Okay. Because it takes vulnerability and a level of realness. Right, like, because I know a lot of guys yeah. that would open up to girls, but they would never open up to another guy. Right, like the, okay, you know, the, all the emotional attachment issues of like getting connected to a girl. But then, like, you try and talk to that guy, and he's like just a stone wall. Why is that? Why is it so natural for a guy to open up to a girl? Because I, I actually agree with that. Yeah, yeah. But I have my own idea. But I I'm think interested to it's see. typically, and I want to hear what you guys think. Probably because you feel more comfortable being vulnerable with a woman than with another man because you think that this guy is going to judge you right and then it's like some sort of competition um we haven't we we don't think of ourselves as being relational because we don't think of god as being relational it's just just a trickle down effect we don't have good examples that wasn't set for us and Mm -hmm. so we close off that part of our hearts and but we end up bleeding inside so many guys are walking around limping because they can't be themselves. They can't be let out like, hey, I'm afraid. Hey, I'm anxious. Hey, I, I feel insecure. So what do yeah. we do? We, I mean, everybody has those feelings. And I think men and women typically just process those very differently. Yeah. And guys, we just shut down. And uh, I think that that's the beauty of being reconnected to God is we're reconnected to ourselves by knowing him. Like we are parts of our hearts that have been forever broken and shut down and bound up are now awakened with new life we learn how to love we learn how to be vulnerable and for me i find strength in being vulnerable it takes practice it takes discipline but absolutely i can't just muscle through everything yeah good what do you think pete yeah i think we were like you said we we're god created us in his image had the relationship with him and then he gave man a counterpart a female mm. and i think uh that was intentional very intentional too yeah. And I think it's like we joked at the beginning, like, oh, let's just go build a hut in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah. But we we were created for community. Yeah. So we need mm-hmm. people because we can't do it all on our own. Yeah. And the man who thinks that he can falls off the, the horse real quick. Yeah. What do you think about like do you do you long for a band of brothers? Like to just be with a bunch of guys who you get, like your ride or die buddies? Yeah. I do. What about you, Charles? Um, now I'll say yeah, but if you're gonna ask me, have I always desire that no okay i'd say definitely that's like one of the core desires of my heart is like to have a group of guys that i like could go to battle with Mm. you know like who do i belong with where are my comrades my my guys i go with Mm. um and so you know i think that that's probably something that maybe personality driven maybe kind of deeply ingrained in our hearts Mm. i do think that like as we get closer to god it gets reawakened but I know for me, that's one of my core longings. Definitely think as you get closer to God, you or he, you know, lets you see how important it is to have that. Yeah. Again, naturally, it's not something that it, that I desired, but getting closer to him, it, yeah. Like when you see, read the Bible, you see examples of brothers. Like Jesus had 12 disciples. Yeah. Like 12 of them. He didn't, he could have done everything by himself if he wanted to. <laughs> he but he snapped. decided, yeah. right, he could, he could have had it done. done. Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he did it. He showed us a model of how to live our lives. So yeah, I think, yeah, definitely something that I desire now because it's what God wants us. To yeah, do. man. Bro, you bring up a great point. I think that Jesus takes the, the theory and makes it tangible. Right. Right. Like, what does it mean to be a true man? Because Adam fell. 
Mm. Adam failed. And where every point where Adam failed, Jesus came through and he succeeded. Mm. And so when you think of Jesus as the ultimate man and as our ultimate example, what do you think of? Man, the first thing that comes to my mind is um, servant. Like he came to serve the ultimate man. He did not come like they Mm. thought he was going to come to destroy Mm. the Roman Empire, like take over by force. He came as a servant to Mm. to give his life. So the ultimate man, Jesus, came to give. He came to serve. So we should be doing the same thing. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say what I think of that is that he was the exact opposite, kind of like we said, completely mm-hmm. countercultural, mm-hmm. Um, even till today's standards. Yeah. But you look at what impact he left and the, and just the way he lived, and it's just, where, where are those men? That's who I want to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he also came here for God's glory, too. I mean, his whole, he was driven to the cross for the glory of God. Yeah. And it was evident in everything he did. There's no blemishes. So mm-hmm. a perfect example to follow, to look up. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, I love what you guys have said. Like, I think of what you said, Charles, of he came to serve. He came with a purpose. Yeah. Right? Like, and that's what our heart is, is to live with purpose. Mm. Um, and for you is to live with purpose and to see that in the person of Jesus. And I think that that's something that's so tangible is because, like, we tend to think of Jesus as just some dude. But, like, and, I, and then our, our cultural conceptions of Jesus are, quite honestly, they're pretty lame. They are. They're a little bit effeminate. They're very like soft-spoken. Yeah. Like we we don't have a three-dimensional character in our culture of who Jesus is until you actually get in the Bible and you read it. Yeah. And I love how he comes as the the lion of Judah and the lamb to lay down his life. So like in that's what it means for me to be a man. And I think that's one of the clearest ways to communicate it is like to be like Christ is to be a servant and to be gentle, to be kind, to be welcoming to children, to have every woman mm. feel safe around me. I should never, no woman should ever feel like they're going to be taken advantage of, or they're going to be disrespected around me. And yet my enemies should be terrified. The devil should quake in his boots every time I open my eyelids. I need to be dangerous. I do the world no favors uh, by being a wimpy man. And I mean, this honestly gets me so irate and so fired up. I'm like, be dangerous. (laughs) Like, you're like, we can't be wimps. Yeah. Like, especially in our world right now, our world is fracturing at an alarming rate. And if you're a wimpy man with no convictions, if you got no teeth, bro, what are you good for? Explain, d- describe a wimpy man. Bro, we'll in get into it. We got, we're definitely going to dive into this mm. later, mm. like in more depth. But a wimpy man does not have any convictions that guide his life. He's not willing to sacrifice for anything. Bro, if you're going to serve, if you're going to love, it's going to cost you a lot to do it. Mm. And truth is always what drives sacrifice. Because you believe something's going to be worth it. And so because you don't have truths that guide your life, you just, you're not willing to do anything about it. Mm. And you just be wrong. Just do something. Passive. Yeah. Passivity. And we are guilty of that. I'm guilty of that. That's part yeah. of the reason I get so fired up is because I recognize that in my own heart. I'm like, dude, I got to kill this part. Mm. But, dude, Jesus was all the way in. He had fire in his bones. He's yeah. not just some, like, weak bones, like, fade into the background kind of dude. Right. Yeah, man. I like what you said. He it's, it's because he had a purpose. He knew what mm. his purpose was. So yep. his life and his actions were like came out of that. Yeah. Because he knew what he was here to do. Dude. Yeah. Not everybody knows what they're here to do. Yeah. Why do you why do you think so, Pete? Why why don't people or men specifically know their purpose? 
Well, uh, man, I think people, I think some men think they know their purpose. And I think it's wrapped up in the wrong things. So I think mm. a lot of men, at least from what I see, have known, experienced my own li- life and walk, purpose gets wrapped up in the identity of work, of providing. Yeah. And so maybe there's a confusion element there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's probably another part that's just uh, a lack of reflection, introspection. Not that you have to like spend hours a day like pouring, but ask yourself those questions. Why yeah. are you here? What do you really think your purpose is? If your purpose is to make money, provide for a family, build a home or two, four cars or five, what happens if that gets taken away? What happens when it all does go away? Mm-hmm. What yeah. happens when you get it? What, what then? You achieved it. So then, yeah. then what? So yeah. finding and like going through these questions, even if it's in your mind and, and just walking them out to the end, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I love that. And I think that's, that comes back to the heart of why we're here. It's you just got to keep asking why until you have a good reason. Mm-hmm. Why make money? Right? It's not bad. Yeah. Why have your fourth car? Why have this huge status? All of it will die. You will be forgotten. Yeah. Right? And so that's why we want to live for eternal purpose. Yeah. Something that's grounded outside of ourselves, outside of time. And that can only be found in a transcendent God. Mm. And so we really only have temporary and, you know, I'm a little bit more existential. I would say completely meaningless. Like, like it's just an illusion, whatever your life would be, if it's grounded in the here and now. Yeah. And so, and I, I think that purpose, Pete, is what connected with, to what you said, Charles, of Jesus was both, and he let his purpose guide him into when to turn one on and to when to mm. turn one off. Yeah. So because he knew he was here to be the Messiah, to love and to serve, to rescue his people, he knew I need to be gentle and caring in this situation, yeah. and I need to be fierce and oppose them and confront this lie in this moment. And I think that that's kind of our heart too, is like, hey, if we find our purpose we will find what to do in each situation. Yeah, that's like purpose is our north star, and that purpose like has, that. yeah keeps us guided. Purpose is like a north is your north star. Yeah, like what am I, I here to that. do? Yeah. yeah, So, but Pete, how do you think? Because you're a successful dude, right? You roll with successful people. How do you big baller? Baller, <laughs> big baller brand. Uh, yeah. have you heard, have you I'm sure. We'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of Kairos? Yeah. No, we're gonna get more into this. I mean, we're gonna talk a lot about this. Is how to how do we walk in success? I mean, Jesus was ultimately successful. He achieved his purpose. But like, how do we not just be self-flagellating, beating ourselves up kind of guys? Like, because I think a lot of us have drive. Yeah. You know, so you know, Jesus had drive. And how do we walk with purpose and drive if you're a successful dude? Mm, that's a great question. And like, I yeah. yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say like Christ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, um, yeah, because I beat myself up a lot. I'm like, well, I'm not where I want to be just yet. And then that can lead to a whole cycle. And then it's like, well, what is the just yet? When would it be enough? And then that brings me back to all the things that the Lord has provided, you know, as simple as a, a roof over my head to mm-hmm. a healthy baby. Yeah. And just like, you don't even need what you think you want. You don't. And so mm-hmm. success, like that can be a whole separate thing as well. It really is uh, reminding myself that it's not something the world sets. And for me, success is like being able to, man, a successful day would be able to, you know, do the work and know that the Lord is behind it all. But with each decision, with each moment, temptation that comes my way, a successful day is knowing that I turned to the Lord and I felt confident in every single decision because of that. Yeah. So mm. it's not so much of a, as a, an achievement and a goal. When I bring it back, it's, it's kind of part of the process. Yeah. 
So just doing what you got to do today. Yeah. And weaving and weaving the Lord into everything. Yeah. Mm. Not so. keeping them segmented or isolated. Yeah. Like this is my Jesus time and this is my work time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Tough bounce. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. Jesus says that he's like, I'm always about my father's work. Yeah. Oh, and my, he, yeah, my nourishment comes from doing the, the will of the father. Love that line. Yeah. I don't think he started that when he started his public ministry. Yeah. He did that as a carpenter. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So whether, you know, our day job, you know, programming or being a tech support or selling journals and, um, or, you know, for me, it's a little bit easier as a minister. Yeah. Like we can, we can be doing the will of our father. Yeah. Finding that purpose. And I think that's why Jesus is the ultimate example is that he lived that perfect life to show us how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that just, I think of when he was at the well Mm-hmm. And he had traveled all day, sat there. Mm. Disciples came back. He had talked to the woman, mm. probably hungry and thirsty. And they're like, did someone give him what, water, food? And he's like, I have, I have food you know nothing about. Yeah. My nourishment comes from the Father. And I think that no matter what kind of success you've tasted, mm-hmm. big, small, whatever, um, there's nothing greater than tasting him and knowing him. And that fulfillment is why we're also created, to feel that joy, to know that joy that comes from him. It's, it's out of this world. Mm-hmm. So yeah. another car, something might add something right now for it but then it's going to go away yeah bro i don't know of a better way to wrap it up than that i think that's it yeah yeah it's good so find your why find your way the wild way we like to say around here as we land this episode is whatever you do find your purpose live for eternal purpose and you know what guys just go be wild go be wild go be wild <laughs> to be we're we're gonna come back. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wildway Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend if you enjoyed it. Later.